episode number 92. Welcome to the Getting Unstuck podcast, where you'll laugh, empathize, and learn how to turn your stuck spots into sources for energy and positive change. And now your host, the creator of the Stuck Method, Shira Taylor-Gura. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you for joining me today. So as I mentioned on last week's podcast, a listener of this podcast emailed me an unstuck story of hers. And I asked her if she wouldn't mind recording her story so that I could broadcast it on this podcast. She graciously declined, but she did give me permission to read her story in my voice and share it with you. So I'm going to read her story now. But before I do, I would like to encourage you to share your unstuck stories with me. I will happily share them on this podcast, either in your recorded voice or in one that I would read. The purpose of this podcast is to inspire you to get unstuck in your life. And I do believe the more stories that listeners hear that aren't just my stories, the more they will continue to get inspired and recognize where they can get unstuck in their lives. Okay, so this story comes from Nurit, originally from central Israel, and this is what she wrote. She called it Stuck on a Quesadilla. It began with a late day at work and ended up with my being stuck on a quesadilla. Let me tell you the story. I am a researcher, which means there are peaks of intensive work around periods of grant submission. It was one of those, and I'd just gotten feedback on a grant that I thought I'd submitted and seen the last of, which promised to keep me frantically busy for the next few days. So when I walked through the door of our home at about 9.15 p.m., I can't say I was in the world's best mood. I was tired and concerned about the grant and very hungry. I never have time to eat properly when I'm in one of those crazy work moods. The first thing I saw was my 10-year-old son placidly eating his spaghetti. Why is my son having supper at 9 p.m.? were the first words my husband heard from me. The next, I'm afraid, were, and why is the house such a mess? I left it so nice and clean in the morning. As I began to put things away frantically, flying this way and that, I can get like that sometimes. My husband wasn't in the sunniest temper himself. I later discovered that someone was critical to him that day at work. So things quickly escalated to an argument. And I was arguing and tidying up and trying to pay attention to the kids and trying to decide on the best grant amendment strategy all at the same time. I remembered that what I really was, was very hungry. Food would be the best strategy. Checked in the pot. Not enough spaghetti left for me to fill up on. Oh well. Saw some tortillas in a pack, two slices of cheese, and made myself two nice cheese quesadillas, all ready to be grilled in a pan. Turned around, 
got the pan on the fire, turned for the quesadillas, and poof, they were gone. Where did those quesadillas disappear to? I began searching, muttering to myself while burning the pan, which was still heating up on the fire, but those tortilla and cheese treats had vanished off the face of the earth. Now, to call me absent-minded is an understatement. I've been known to put my eyeglasses in the fridge, to lose my wallet five times in a single week, to forget my suitcase at the airport bookstore, and once I even left the house without my shorts. In my defense, I was 10 at the time. So I don't tend to go around blaming others when things disappear. My life experience tells me that it's probably me. I looked in the fridge and in the oven in the toaster, and in every single cupboard in the kitchen. On the floor, even shot a glance to the ceiling. Nothing, nada, those quesadillas had vanished. Another thing I don't do is give up easily. So I just began looking in all of these places again, but meanwhile, a sneaking doubt had crept into my mind. Had my husband done this for vengeance? I mean, He's never been known to do such a thing, but there's a first time for everything, no? I asked him, and then my son, and then my two daughters, all of whom vehemently denied any connection to the missing quesadillas. What would I do with your quesadillas, Mom? So I made myself some toast, munched on it sadly, and went to bed. But those quesadillas, I was stuck on them. Could they be lurking somewhere in the kitchen, slowly turning to worm feed? Ugh, could there... Surely there are no such things as ghosts. Or is there? Could my husband have taken them and then been horrible and lied about it? I mean, they were there, and then they were gone. Poof. At night, I dreamt of quesadillas. In the morning, I began a third search. I was stuck, which is when I remembered Shira's stuck method. So I took a deep breath, and then I did some of the steps, although perhaps not all in the right order. I'm no expert. I stopped for a moment and did a quick review of where I was at. Then I considered, this is my favorite step, I considered that I'm lucky to have so much food in the house and on me, So it's not as if I need those quesadillas to survive, as others might. I considered that worms, too, have a right to live, and if I give them reasons to party, well, more fun for them. I considered that there are mysteries in life. Sure, I'm a researcher, and mysteries to me are cases to be solved, but perhaps this is a chance to hone my living with ambiguity skills. While I was busy considering, I set the quesadillas aside for a moment and considered that it might have been a hard day's work, but it was a very productive one. There was no reason to be so dejected. I considered that a dad offering kids dinner at 9 p.m. is better than a dad who doesn't have the time of day for his kids, and that my husband's willingness to share our household duties is what allows me to have a career in the first place, and vice versa, of course. 
As a result of this, I turned to my husband and apologized for last night. I said I'll do my very best that the next time I walk in the door, the first words he'll hear from me won't be critical ones, but how was your day? He forgave me on the spot, which was very nice of him. This was my okay stage. We're back to being okay with each other, and as usual, a little bit stronger as a couple for working it through. I'll admit, though, after being forgiven, I checked one last time about those quesadillas. I asked him if he really had nothing to do with them. He assured me that he didn't. Finally, I decided to tell, which is what I'm doing right now. This is my story. Those quesadillas are still in quesadillo limbo. Yep, I never did find them, but I'm not stuck on them anymore. Perhaps they are cajoling with all my lonely socks who lost their pears in the washing machine. Perhaps they will make good fertilizer for the garden someday when I find them during spring cleaning. At the very least, perhaps one day they will make a good story. And perhaps they just did. I love this story! Don't you? I love how Norit used the stuck method to get herself unstuck. And I love how she used the method in a way that worked best for her. I love her considerations, especially the one where she said, there are mysteries in life. In fact, if you are aware of the consideration cards that I sell on my website, one of them says, consider you don't need to know everything. And I loved how she turned her story into a story for this podcast. Norit, thank you so much for writing this story out and sharing it with me. And thank you for sharing it with all the listeners of this podcast. The lesson that I gleaned from Norit's story is that often we believe we need to know everything. We need to know why he did that. We need to know why she said that. We need to know why he's acting like that now. We need to know why she's in a bad mood. We need to know why things are different. We need to know why she isn't responding to me or whatever, right? You get the picture. It's what I call stuck on desire, a desire to need to know and understand everything. But staying stuck on that desire will never bring you to a place of peace or well-being. Staying stuck on desire may temporarily bring you to a, a glimmer of satisfaction, but believe me, it's not an everlasting kind of happiness kind of place. It's, it's temporary. And sometimes considering that we don't need to know the answer and learning how to feel whole and complete without knowing the answer is oftentimes even more satisfying than finding out whatever it was that we needed to know in the first place. Because needing to know something is just the mind's way of grasping onto something that you believe will bring you peace, but it doesn't necessarily work out that way. In fact, most of the time, it doesn't even end that way at all. 
And so when we become more aware of that stuck on desire, and we investigate if we really need to know the answer, we can learn to become much more in control of our emotions because we learn how to manage our minds instead of having the mind manage us. And I think this is something really important to watch for. It happens to all of us, this stuck on desire. And I think it's a beautiful lesson that Norit taught us in her story. She did her best, right? She searched, she asked, she investigated, but the bottom line was she couldn't find those tortillas and she accepted it for what it was. She wasn't being irresponsible. She did her best, but when she was put face to face with reality, she recognized there was no other choice. Or, I should say, she recognized the price of freedom. What do I mean by that? Well, she could have gone on inquiring, and maybe she could have gotten to the place of nagging or even blaming others. I mean, really, right? Where could the tortillas have gone, right? It doesn't make sense. But she didn't. For her own sense of emotional health and well-being, she accepted what was and she moved on. If she hadn't, she would stay in a place of pain and suffering. Can you see that? It's such a great lesson, such a great story. And Norit, thank you so much for sending that to me. So we are in the month of February now, if you're listening to this in real time. And those people who are on the journey with me will be journeying through the theme of love over the next four weeks. I personally am very excited about this. And I intend to share a story or two, or at the minimum, a summary of what our month has looked like. If you are interested to join this online group program, please visit me at shiragora.com forward slash journey. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And as always, I look forward to getting unstuck with you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Getting Unstuck podcast. For more information on programs, workshops, and retreats, check out our website, www.shiragura.com.